switched on on F104 and I'm joined by the editor of Geek Ireland, Olivia Fahey. Hello. Hello, how are you? Very good. Now, we're not talking about movies or what we can watch. We're going to be chatting about the Canadian Grand Prix, which was on at the weekend. So what, Yes, my other love. <laughs> yes. So what do we need to know? I know Red Bull did quite well this weekend again. They did. So Max Verstappen, he is kind of running away with the season mm-hmm. at the moment. Nobody really has come close to challenging him, aside from his teammate, um, Checo Perez, who unfortunately hasn't had a great run the last couple of races. We kind of thought that he was going to be really his biggest contender, but not so much, say, the last, I want to say, three races. He only finished in six. But with Max's win over the weekend, that means that Red Bull, in total, as a team, have won 100 races. And I think their chief engineer, Adrian Newey, he has won now 200 races. Wow, it's unbelievable. And I have to laugh, like a couple of weeks ago, I got lost down a rabbit hole when the, the Red Bull car got lifted up in Monaco. And people were like, ooh, yeah. ah, <laughs> trying to figure out why they're winning so much. And like, it, it does seem to f- feel like they, they have the, you know, the winning formula. Yeah, and I know a lot of people are kind of saying that it's getting a bit boring because they're always at the front. And mm. quite hilariously, one of the most vocal people saying that is Lewis Hamilton and Toto Wolff from Mercedes, who they were the most dominant in the sport for so many years. And they just kept saying to everybody, it's like, just make a better car. Well, mm. that's kind of it. It's like, you just have to make a better car. Sometimes one team are just the ones that get it right. And Red Bull are just that team at the moment. Although I do have to say... Fair play to Aston Martin. They seem to have put together a great package. Maybe not so much for Lance Stroll, but we'll get to him in a minute. But certainly for Fernando Alonso, who has been out driving the hell out of that car. Not just because he's an amazing driver, but I do think they have actually given him a great piece of machinery this season. Yeah, because he was number two at the races, wasn't he? He was. He finished in second. He didn't finish on the podium last time out mm-hmm. I want to say it was last time out someone may correct me on that <laughs> but he has finished on the podium nearly every single race or at wow. least in fourth so he has had a great return run to form shall we say because you know like even in his last few years in, in Ferrari they weren't as great like he had before outperformed that car like he is he is the driver who can kind of <laughs> really shine a diamond out of nothing you know that kind of way so He's always been a fantastic driver, but seeing him kind of like back on top now, and he's really having fun with it. So his teammate Lance Stroll, he's a much younger chap. He's not really at the same level as Fernando. I'm sorry, he just isn't. I am of the opinion that the only reason he even has a seat still in Formula One is because his father owns the team, which I know is a horrible thing to say, but unfortunately... I think better drivers have come and gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo, for example, yeah. should have had that seat this year, I think. Um, Lance Roll, he's probably a lovely guy, and I'm sorry if he ever hears this, <laughs> but he probably won't. Um, but Fernando has been a great guiding force for him this season as well. And there's a couple of people saying that, you know, Fernando being so preoccupied with what Lance is doing and trying to help him throughout the race is a little bit insulting to the guy. But at the end of the day, he's clearly doing it because he knows that he needs it. Yeah. So there was one race where he was kind of like, thundering up behind him and he said on the radio like oh tell Lance I'm not trying to overtake him I'm just trying to make sure there's a big enough gap and I can be his back marker Mm. and people were kind of like well that's a bit like rude for Lance to be like oh don't worry mate I'm not going to overtake you when in fact like Fernando of old would have been like I'm taking that place from you if you can't hold on to it but that's kind of nice no 
It is. Like, it is a cutthroat sport. It really yeah. is. So it's rare when you see that kind of team kind of dynamic these days. Yeah. And I'm actually really liking it. I think the more that the drivers think as a team, the more successful they're probably going to be. But also, I think Fernando was just having fun. Like, the fact that people thought that he was dating Taylor Swift because he posted a picture with a quote from one of her songs. like, <laughs> And he led into it. He was just like, I, I, I said what I said. Like, I'm not saying anything more than that. Wink. And you're like, you know what you're doing. You so know what you're doing. I love that. And I love the fun that the drivers just have amongst themselves. They seem to have a great time. They do. And I think that's one thing that I, I'm kind of been missing. Like, I, I still follow Daniel Ricciardo mm-hmm. on, on social media. And whenever he does actually make it to track, there's always something hilarious going on. So you do kind of miss that, that fun aspect. But there are some, like, videos of himself, uh, Checo and Max, because, um, of course, they're all part of the Red Bull family, mm-hmm. um, which are just absolutely hilarious. But um, there was also an interview after the race uh, yesterday where Lewis Hamilton was saying that he uh, managed to overtake Fernando off the start because, you know, he's an old man now and he's not he's not quick <laughs> off the off the start anymore. And Fernando was like standing there right next to him. He goes, uh-huh, uh-huh, we'll see you in two weeks' time, buddy. <laughs> so that. everyone does seem to be kind of like having a bit more fun with it this yeah. season. But again, it's like there, there are certain people who are like just very, very serious about the whole thing and wouldn't even smile, let alone make a joke. Mm-hmm. And then Alex Albon ha- had a good drive, didn't he? He was driver of the day. He did. I'm sorry, I just got really high pitched because I was so happy and so surprised. For <laughs> <laughs> I think many were. I think that was the whole thing. <laughs> well, when you think about it, like Williams were one of the top teams in the entire thing for so many years. Like I remember sitting on, like with my mum as she was cheering on Damon Hill in 96 to victory. Wow. You know, that kind of way. Yeah. Like they were the top team for so long. And I actually don't think they've won a championship since Villeneuve in 97. They've kind of been a bit up and down since then and then kind of just plummeted to the back of the grid. Mm. And it's a shame because they have such a legacy in the sport. So to see Albon kind of battle his way back to seventh, even though he was under immense pressure from the cars behind him as well, he clung on to that place and it was such a deserved finish. I was so delighted for him. And even seeing him like afterwards, he was just like, oh, I'm so relieved. (laughs) (laughs) Are they likely to ever kind of get pushing back up towards the top, do you think? Honestly, it's so difficult to do that. Once you kind of Mm -hmm. get into this rut, unless you find some other sponsor who is going to add 20 million to your list and you're going to be able to buy in new engineers and designers and things like that, it is really difficult to do. Like one of the reasons why there's such a battle towards the, say not like maybe like the top two or three teams, but for the rest of the pack, there's always a battle to finish higher up in the Constructors' Championship because then you get a higher... Uh, reward money, shall we say. So the higher up the constructors you finish, the more money you get to put into it next year. And then you can kind of keep building on that. Um, And because Williams have just consistently finished down the bottom and they've just been hemorrhaging money for the last, God knows how many years, Mm -hmm. it has just been really difficult for them to dig themselves out of that hole. So unless they get some sort of massive injection of money soon, I don't see them being able to get out of it. Mm -hmm. And then Lando Norris got himself in trouble. Oh, he did. But in <laughs> fairness, <laughs> it was deserved. And actually, I was even surprised that Hamilton didn't get a penalty for pulling out in front of Alonso in the pit lane. Mm. Um, that was very close and could have been an absolute disaster for everybody else trying to get in to get their tires changed. Yeah. Um, 
That's the thing. It was actually a weekend of, of penalties because uh, Nico Hulkenberg, he had actually qualified in the front row of the grid in the half, shockingly, uh, and then ended up getting a three-place grid penalty for not adhering to the, the red flag. He hadn't slowed down um, fast enough, Oops. essentially. So it was just, it, there's always going to be penalties where you're yeah. kind of just like, oh, well, that's a bit weird. There was also something that happened with science um, where he was just like, oh, for impeding... Um, Oh, I forget the driver that's coming up behind him. I think it was Gasly. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were saying how, you know, like some people get penalised and some people don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just going to leave it up to the steward. If, it is, <laughs> if they decide not to, they decide not to. If they decide to penalise me, then I guess I'm getting penalised. But, you know, there, it's it's always going to be different. And that's a, a complaint that a lot of people have had about the sport is the inconsistency with these uh, the penalties. So hopefully they kind of sort it out soon. But, you know, it's been an issue for... <laughs> so long now that I think it's just going to be part of the running commentary now. Yeah, probably. So what race are we looking forward to now? So obviously that was uh, the Canadian. Where are we headed to next? Next, we are heading to Spielberg in Austria, which is nice. the home of the Red Bull ring. So I think, you know, Red Bull, actually, they, they have had on and off look at the, at the track. So mm-hmm. we'll have to wait and see um, how they perform this time around. That's going to be the weekend, I think, of the 1st and 2nd of July. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the following race after that is Silverstone. And it's the 75th anniversary of Silverstone. Oh, nice. And of course, that was the very first race uh, of Formula One. So it's going to be a big weekend for that as well. Wow, lots of excitement. We might catch up before that. Yes, and you have to um, also catch up with me before Monza because I'm actually going to Monza. <gasps> and even though I'm such a big fan, it's my first race. Wow. So I cannot wait. And because Imola didn't go ahead this year, it's actually going to be the only Italian Grand Prix. So all of the Ferrari heads are going to be descending onto Milan and Monza. And I'm going to be sitting there with my Max Verstappen hat going, <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we'll talk to you then. Olivia Fahey, editor of Geek Ireland. Thank you so much. Bye.